Hello and welcome back to Folking Legends. I'm Jessie. And I'm Becky. And this is the final episode of season two. Kings and Leprechauns. Having a good time, having some mulled wine. Feeling festive. You could have said feeling fine. But festive and fine. fine. Um it's very hot, actually. I went yeah, to I went to sip it there and I was like, oh burn I've got well the roof of my mouth still burned from that hot cheese the other night. So. Oh yeah, the cheese. <laughs> um because I just wanted to eat it too quickly and then I burnt my mouth and it's still sore, so I have to be careful. That's fair. Hey once you want something that's so delicious and you want mm. it now and you don't want to wait and it's too hot. Yeah. Which is actually kind of what's happening with the mulled wine. I'm like I want it now, but it's, it's a little bit too hot for me. Um, oh no. Um yeah, we had our we had our feast. We we were feasting. I did some feasting over the weekend, actually, because I feasted on Saturday and I feasted on Sunday. Fierce feast. I'm like roll me out the house. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. I yeah. Loads of feasting. And I uh, we have a shocking revelation that took me thirty two years to realize that Rebecca is shocking at charades. Would oh, you believe? I wouldn't say shocking. Now I'm just not class. <laughs> There's a big difference. Like you got some of them. Ah, uh, yeah, you learned. You learned. I learned. I think I really, I really improved. Like my first one in comparison to my last one. Yeah, uh, I think you was, got the knack. Um, learning from the pro club class. You are class. To be fair, I just you know I don't. I'm not good at guessing, and I'm not good at acting them out. So I'm really. You don't have the. I've got neither skill. I'm like I'm not good on anyone's team. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like oh, um. I have to say now, it was very funny. I played yesterday with the school gang. Yeah. And uh, it was very funny seeing Leah and Neve on the same team because they definitely had some sort of weird telekinesis shit going on or something. Oh. I was like, they had the telekinesis shit going on that I thought we'd have, but we really didn't have. Yeah, it's fine in your thing. I remember playing with Lee and Tara and the three of us were class at it. Uh, like, we just knew what. What. Yes, we're do- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, and we knew what to do that that person would understand. Yeah, whereas I didn't, I wasn't able, all I could think of was like how my own brain would think. Yeah. And I wasn't able to think how anyone else's brain might possibly think. Yeah. Um, that's your, that's the problem. That is the I know, you got, we just have to keep practicing, I think. Yeah. Have to have which, a little charade tournament. Which I'm actually very happy to do. Like, I'm very happy to get like a monthly charade situation. <laughs> <laughs> Charades club? Yeah. Or maybe not monthly, that might be a, Maybe Let's get a good run out of things to charade. Yeah, well, that's another thing that's very difficult to do. Is like I feel like we need to get like a book of charades, things, and because trying to th- trying to come up with them, yeah, is very. We'll just difficult. look up movies from nineteen ninety nine or something like I guess. Why that year? Oh, like you go through the years. <gasps> that's a clue, though. That's a clue. That's a clue. Yeah, but you wouldn't tell the other team. What if they're smart and <laughs> spot a pattern? <laughs> um, the other festive thing. So something I I learned today. Oh. From your son's 
play. Oh, yeah, we were at a children's Christmas play today as well. Yeah, it was oh, good. Jesus, we're festival. It was good crack. It was, so some of the tunes were very catchy, like yeah. the, the tapa 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 one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tapa tapa Um But the thing I learned is that there's a reindeer called Ralph, apparently. Oh, yeah. Ralph the reindeer, and apparently he's got a whole musical about him, and he's a pretty important guy. Um, I'd never heard of Ralph before. Um, yeah, no, uh, me either. Had you not? No. I mean, I knew he, I knew what the show was about. I knew I was going to be learning about him today, but prior oh. to today, I didn't. Oh. So no, it's also no. not a thing that, like, all children's schools do at some point. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, also, fun fact that I learned Ooh. today yeah. is that Jessica's son goes to the biggest school in Ireland. Tell everybody that. Why not? I'm going to try and kidnap him. Oh, because they'll figure it out. Well, they won't be able to find him. There's so many kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. I'm like, I've never seen so many children in my life. Um, yes, big, big ass school. Oh, what are you looking up there now? Um, well, we it is Christmas. It is, yeah. So. Um, and we both have a story. We do both have a story. As per usual. Um, as the... Don't worry, wasn't just going to be 40 minutes of filler. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Yuletide. As in, it's not just Christmas, it's Yuletide. If we're, if we're being folky and... Oh yeah, you know. happy Yuletide. So what I'm going to do for this book, or this book, this the introduction of the episode mm-hmm. was I was going to talk a little bit about mistletoe <gasps> oh yeah and then you're going to give me a kiss mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure I actually I gave me and Eve were saying bye to each other last night we went to kiss and then we kind of like went to kiss on the lips like as a joke but then she kind of like opened her mouth and then I was like that got very intimate very quickly uh, why did she open her mouth I don't know I was like um, get away from yeah. me. Right, so here's something about mistletoe from that book, The Book of Celtic Symbols by Jules Taylor. Um, so mistletoe is a parasitic plant. Did you know that? I didn't. Um, anyway, it usually has no obvious ill effects to a well-grown and sturdy tree. Just like when someone kisses you. No obvious ill effects. Except for love bug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very one. <laughs> um, anyway, right, so just let me see here now. The seed carried in birds droppings sticks to a branch, sending out smaller tendrils. Okay, that's just describing them. Um, the druids were reputed to use mistletoe as a medicine for bronchial complaints oh. and barrenness. As in, like, infertility? Yeah. Oh. And perhaps as an antidote to poison. Although mistletoe itself can be poisonous too if too much is ingested. So don't be eating the mistletoe. Just like love. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The plant was sacred to the the Celts, especially if found growing on an oak or apple tree. Mistletoe appears as if by magic growing high above the ground with nothing rooting it in the earth. It's seed... (gasps) Is what? that why it like you hangs? It dangles, you know, when you hang it? I guess so, yeah. Oh. Um the plar- bur- bur- mistletoe appears as if by magic growing high above the ground with nothing rooting into the earth. Did I just read that. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, Do you want me to put in my comment again? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. If seeds produce a white, vicious... Not like vicious. Vicious? Viscous? Viscous. 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 Yeah. Liquid with a distinct resemblance to semen. Oh, gross. (laughs) Which led to it being perceived either literally or metaphorically as the seed of the gods. Oh, very gorgeous. They think the mistletoes are god semen. Yeah, pretty much. Zeus. Up to his old tricks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the branches and leathery leaves point in two different directions and the Celts, um, to the Celts, this symbolised the possibility of choice. Um, it's considered unlucky to allow mistletoe to touch the ground um, and when cut ceremoniously and repu- reputedly Repeatedly? No, it's not. It's <laughs> with, gold, with a golden sickle. Oh. It had to be caught before it dropped to the <gasps> earth. Preferably in a pure white cloth. It could then be used to make medicaments or as a talisman for protection. Medicaments? Yeah, I don't know what that word is. Give us a look. Medicaments? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, So the last bit is mistletoe symbolises the ability to make rational choices to direct your life as you desire. I mean, I'd claim to differ. Yeah. It's getting you to kiss random people. That's very true. It's just nothing rational about that. Um, so, direct your life as you desire rather than being swept along by events. It represents male fertility, which is probably the origin of the tradition of kissing under the mistletoe. It asks for the blessings of the gods in matters of love. Ooh. So, that's a little bit about the mistletoe for this Christmas. Very good. Have you ever seen mistletoe? Real one? Yeah. Yeah. You don't seem... I have seen it, but I don't think it was... Like, it wasn't growing in nature. Oh. But I'm pretty sure my nan had some before that was real. Oh, like hanging up? Yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) For for what purpose? Yeah, I was like, what is she up to? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just see her, like, opening the door to the postman all the time. Oh, jeez, would you look at that? And there's a shop on the Grafton Street that has, I think it's Weir, is the big jewellery shop. Oh, yeah. That has a giant mistletoe outside of it now. It's Does not, it? It's not real, but it's giant. Oh, I Like, it'd be your nice place, nice to get a picture under. Oh, yeah. You know? Will we meet there on Wednesday? Oh, yeah, I've gone to, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was just going to have a quick look and see if it says oh, anything about the, I was wondering, I was like, you're really frantically flipping through. <laughs> oh, we could talk about Yule. It's quite long though. Well, it's not that long. It's only a page. Oh! The longest night of the year was always greeted with a feast, uh. song, dance and much drinking. Uh, oh, and it was in ancient times a way to tempt the sun back up to see what was happening. That's gas, basically being like, oh, sun. We're having a gas time. You wouldn't want to miss this. <laughs> um, I love that. And then basically it became a celebration of the sun's return. So it became a festival of thankfulness. Like the OG Thanksgiving, I guess. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so there's evidence that Yuletide lasted for 12 days, uh, which probably ties into the whole 12 days of Christmas. Christmas yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So at the darkest time of the year, the community's agricultural work was curtailed and they kept spirits up with song and tale telling and continued feasting. <laughs> like they love a bit of feast. Um, oh, well, actually it says and continue feasting, but then also not actually that much feasting because they did have to, uh, you know, save some food for the winter. Yeah, well, it is winter, but you know what I mean. Yeah, making didn't sure. No, didn't know how long would be until um, spring would come back again. Uh, oh yeah, so then evergreen plants. Um, they were the only things that were grown at that time of year, obviously. Uh, so that became a symbol of life that could survive the winter. So holly, yeah, with prickly leaves and cheerful red berries, represented protection from malicious influences. And was used to decorate walls and doors. Oh, so that's probably why we decorate it with, to try and keep away bad, bad things. Yeah. And then also the Yule log is a Norse tradition, right? Yeah. So basically they got a log. Um, a real log of yeah, wood. Yeah, so it was actually an actual log, log of wood. And um, it was expected to last basically for 12 hours to represent the 12 days of... On fire, like... Yule, yeah, like... To, to burn for 12 hours what was that story now um no that's a that's something else okay. uh i was reading about greek myths now and i can't remember who it was but basically the woman had a baby and there was a pro there, the oracle came there's prophecy that was like um oh when that log like burns out then your son's gonna die like your Aww. baby's gonna die so like when the log burns out the life the light yeah. is going to burn out. So she basically like went into the fire and like got the log out of the fire really quickly and then like like poured water on it so and then like wrapped it in the towel and buried it so that it would never be burned. So that it would never be burned. Oh, very and nice. And would be like immortal or whatever. Yeah. Can't remember who it was though. Interesting. It wasn't Hercules. I'm <laughs> like, it was a different Greek hero. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's basically the crack with Yule. Yule with the Yule Tide. Very good. Um, and I'm actually like, speaking of Holly. Yeah. It just leads us very nicely into my story. <gasps> so. Oh, I love that. God, it's as if we planned it or something. Yeah. But we didn't. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, so right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack in, right? I'm my... comfortable and drink me more than Oh, yeah, do. So my story. Uh, it's the tale. Now, unlike a lot of my previous stories, this one's a bit more. Um, I'm not. There's no Cucullin. There's none of the, none of the usual lads. Okay. There's no definite place or time. You know. Yeah. Um. So, kind of like in the research that I did, like it comes up in, in not just kind of generally like Celtic. You know, it's okay. like general Celtic um tale, but it doesn't have specific like, and also. No, do you know what? I'll do that. Just, I'll do that again. Yeah, I'll just yeah. tell the story. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so there was two brothers, right? As there always is. Oh, there's always two brothers. <gasps> up, up to no good. Oh. Uh, I think I know what you're going to do. And I think I was going to do it. Go on, go on, tell me there now. Oh. Because there's brothers and Holly. And is there another tree? Yeah. Oh. And is it oak? Yeah. I was literally doing that story and I just didn't think there was enough in it. Yeah. That yeah. was my problem. 
Yeah. So this one's a short one, guys. Don't worry. Oh my um, god, that's so funny that I was gonna do that. That, that would have actually been the first time that ever I happened. Know. Oh. I literally ha- I was researching it like last week, and yeah, I just and I was really struck, struck to kind of. This is also a bit lame now because I'm like, do I bother telling you? You already know it. Uh, yeah, go on. I'd like to hear your take, and also the listeners don't know. Well, someone probably do. Anyway, so there's two brothers. Yeah. The first brother I'm going to talk about was known as the Holly King. And he came from the underworld. And when he was born, basically, the days got shorter and shorter. The leaves fell from the trees. Um, the heat of the summertime left. And the cold of the winter swept over the land. Um, but it is said that when he was born, he brought peace, repentance and renewal to the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lives in the dark northern part of the world where it is icy and snowy. Um, he, li- he wears a crown of holly leaves and berries, which is fitting as he's called the Holly King. Uh, and he dress- dresses in red and is uh, seen to be accompanied by eight stags, which oh. could be, some say, <gasps> where... The kind of image of Santa Claus. Oh yes, Dag, from, he's in red. Yeah, he's got eight of them. Pretty sure there's eight reindeer, maybe. There's definitely a few. You know, <laughs> not if you count Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> he also is said to be disguised as a wren at times. Um, which is interesting because, do you know the kind of the idea of the wren boys? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's kind of so Yes. Um, but anyway, so he lived in the north and it was cold and dark in his lands. And basically he taught his people how to be frugal and how to survive in cold and harsh environments. Right. So the people of his land, they were, you know, they were tough. They were rough, but they were strong and they survived. Might not have been having a great time now, but they were surviving anyway. Um, and it said then when his younger brother was born into the world the birds began to sing again and the trees began to blossom again and the cold of winter left the lands and the warmth of spring returned um, and he brought light and fertility and joy um, and the brother was known as the oak the Oak King, in case you didn't catch on to that one already. <laughs> and he said to wear a crown of oak leaves and acorns and he dressed all in green. So in my head, he kind of looks like the green giant from the sweet corn. Um, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he uh, is said to have disguised himself as a robin. Now, which is unusual as well, because you also kind of associate robins with wintertime. Mm. So I'm like, just, and I don't have any more information on that. So that's just, I'm leaving you there on that one to ponder it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he lived in the south, basically. And there it was bright and warm. And his people, the people of the south, were joyous. And they basically lived life without worries. They had everything they wanted. They partook in loads of feasting classic um yeah so they're very different to their northern counterparts um you know one could say (laughs) 
don't know. I don't know if I to get into that or not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's probably not dissimilar to, even if you think of Europe, like the, the people of the Med, they're all a bit, you know, happy and shit. And then you've got us up north and we're like, get away from me. I think people associate us with being friendly though. Yeah, but friendly, but also like, I love, like, pe- like any sort of like, Southern Europeans have talked to about this. They've been like, you're really friendly initially, but you're also really hard to get to actually know. Oh. Yeah, so I think we're a bit like, like, we'll be like, all like, oh, oh chat, oh, chat, oh. chat, yeah, yeah. But then it's like, we're also like, go away though. Go away don't though. Don't touch me. Yeah. Don't, definitely don't be touching me. Don't be touching me. Mm. Anyway, so, so things were going along, Grant, right? We've got Holly King up the north. He's teaching his people how to be responsible <laughs> and survive in in shit conditions. And then the lads down the south, they're just have, having a party, basically. Just having a great time. Uh, probably all, all really tanned and beautiful, do you know? But one day, it started to get a little bit cold in the southern part of the country Aww. where the Oak King lived. It was... Looking a bit wintry. Um, and it was getting dark as well. And basically, the people in the south were no longer cheerful and happy like they used to be. And suddenly their food wasn't as plentiful as it used to be. And they couldn't partake in as many feasts as they wanted. And basically, they didn't know how to deal with this situation at all. Like, they're used to abundance and suddenly they didn't have much um, and they just had no idea how to survive. Um, so the Oak King then decided, he was like, oh, it's time to go visit my brother Holly. <laughs> um, basically, it's time to go visit my brother Holly and make sure that the weather would become warm again. So he could restart the party. So, it took him a full moon's journey to travel to his brother's palace uh, in the north. And he arrived there. Guess what day he arrived? Um, the winter solstice. He arrived on the winter oh. solstice. Very good. Which, can I add, is in three days? Oh, yeah. Two days. Two days. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so he arrived at his brother's palace, right? And it was brilliantly white and there was like ice crystals all around and it was all decorated with um with holly, basically, with the, the green green leaves and the red holly berries everywhere. Beautiful. So anyway, so he arrived at the palace and went and chatted to his brother King Holly. And he was basically like I need your help. My people aren't happy and we don't, we don't know, like, they don't know what to do with it and we need the light and we need the sun, basically. And his brother, Holly, so it was clear that Holly was up to a bit of no good because he, it transpired obviously that Holly, King Holly had taken the sun from them because he was like, your people need to learn to fight and they need to learn to be frugal and they need to learn basically to live in moderation 
and not be feasting all the time. Um, but basically, so that's why the Holly King took away their son to teach them a lesson, basically. Um, but the Oak King was like, we don't have time for lessons because we, you know, everyone's going to die basically because it's like, they don't have any provisions. Do you know what I mean? They've got no food stored up. They've got nothing to get through the winter. So it's like, there's no lesson to be learned because they just won't survive. So he was like, going to fight you for it. Uh, and he got up and he walked towards the throne. Uh, I don't know, to give his brother a big deck in the head. <laughs> but Holly King jumped up and attacked his brother. Oh, Aww. this is another thing. The Holly King is said to have like had a big staff made out of like strong holly and he used that as a weapon. So he would have been like hitting it with a big... Would your man not have one of oak? Be that's stronger than holly. I didn't mention it, no, to be honest. And maybe because he comes from a life of, like, yeah. good times. So he was like, oh, I didn't need one. Do you know? Yeah. So, being in Holly's kingdom, the Oak King was weaker, right? Okay. But he had the strength of the people who needed him, basically. And he was thinking of them. And he was thinking about the sun. And those two things gave him strength. And he was able to give one last blow to the Holly King and left him wounded on the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. And basically the Oak King ordered that his brother give him back the sun. And he was like, if you want the dark days to come back, you have to my, come to my kingdom in the south of the country and fight me. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 So anyway, so the Oak King, the Oak King goes back to his people with the sun. And the days start to get longer, uh, which is what happens after winter solstice. winter solstice. And things, the spring, spring starts to spring. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, they have food again and they start partying again and they have, and they're having a great time. And then one day, the Oak King looks up. Uh, he, and he sees, he looks up. And on top of this high mountain in the distance, he sees darkness starting to gather. Uh, and who's there on top of him? Top of the mountain. On top of him. But the Holly King. And basically the Holly King's like, I've, I've come back for the sun. So Holly King comes and they engage in another great fight. And this time, even though the we're in the Oak King's kingdom and he's the stronger one. The Holly King just wants the darkness back so bad that he wins. And do you know what day this is? The um summer solstice. It's the summer solstice. So yeah, exactly. So the Holly King wins and he takes the sun back up north to the cold with him. Where it's obviously not as powerful. And in that way, mm-hmm. um, the days start to get darker and winter starts to come in and it starts to get colder. Um, and basically, from that day on, uh, the two brothers visit each other every year, six months apart. So every six months, one goes to the other 
takes the sun and that's how we get winter and summer. Very good. Yeah, so there you go. That's how, that's how the, the seasons work. That's how the seasons work, apparently. Very um, good. Also involving the Kylock at some point, though. Do you remember that story about Bridget's Day? Oh, I do remember it. She was like, if she... No, that's not Bridget's Day. It's not like... Oh, is that the one where it's like... I think like, it is Bridget's Day. It's the 1st of February. Oh, so it's the one where it's like, if she comes out looking for firewood... So yeah, if it's a bright day, that means the Kylock is looking for firewood. Is out looking for firewood because winter's going to be longer. Longer, yeah. Whereas if it's dark day, that means the Kylock's asleep, asleep and she doesn't need firewood because winter's going to be over soon. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Thanks very much. Um. So I got more. Did, did you learn a few things that you hadn't learned? Uh, yeah, you made it. Definitely made it longer than I think I was. I would have made it. That 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 is our job as storytellers, I guess. That's, that's what we do. That's what that's what you pay us for. Right. So my story is a little bit less seasonal. Oh. Oh, you said it's very seasonal earlier. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wasn't wrong. No, you weren't wrong at all. No. Can I want to finish my mold wine? Can't believe you picked off all your nails. I haven't done all of them. Actually, no, I don't. Um, right, so I'm actually going to do something kind of... I feel like it's a big part of Irish legends. Oh. Um, this is the Tom Bocunia. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never done that. You'd be, be raging. Like, you bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the wee leprechauns. Fuck off, are you? Yeah. <laughs> It's just very unexpected. I know, oh isn't God, it? Right, I wanted on. to do a big one because it's our last show. And it's ironic because they're very small. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, do you know what I mean? I couldn't find anything too, like, we've already done a lot of Christmas too epic. Ones. I know. So I was like, I'll do a big, a big topic. Topic. So I went with the leprechauns. Very good. Um, And there was a lot in it. I actually cut some of it out because it was. It mentioned people being leprechauns that I think we've talked about before and they weren't the, leprechauns. Oh, was it like Kukulun was a leprechaun? No, not, not, not that much. It was talking about your man uh, that's married to Maeve. Oh, uh, Alil. Yeah. Oh, actually, sorry, just a quick aside. Okay. Um, Lug and Balor mm. are meant to be, like, represent the Holly... King and the Oak King. Oh. So Log is obviously like the light. light and Balor is the Holly King. The Holly King is the dark. And apparently, so it's like gener- generally Celtic, but in, apparently throughout all the different kind of, so like there's in Irish mythology, it's Log and Balor and then in Welsh mythology have their equivalent and like Norse yeah. mythology, their kind of equivalent and stuff. That's cool. So anyway, there you go. Sorry. Uh, back Sorry. to the leprechauns. <laughs> so... The word leprechaun may have come, has a few, like it's so, it's what's it called, etymology. Mm, I love it. Oh, haven't done, we haven't done etymology in ages. Um, so it's may, it may have come from lu or lagu from Greek meaning small and corp from Latin meaning body. Small body. Small body. But there's folk etymology um, and it said that the word comes from leet meaning half and brogue. Shoe. 
half shoe half shoe because they're frequent <laughs> half foot nearly um, so because they're frequently portrayed as working on a single shoe and has a are they? yeah apparently so and they have there's an alternative spelling of it's like Lethbragen no, leprechaun. Whatever. Um, so leprechauns are said to be uh, no. Okay, to be honest, this is probably goes against a lot of the some of the things we've seen. But in some situations, leprechauns are solitary creatures. Oh, um, and their principal occupation is making and cobbling shoes mm. and and uh, practical jokes. <laughs> Little tricksters. Uh, I was like, what do you do? Make shoes and I do practical jokes. There was a a guy called McAnally um, who, I don't know, wrote an account of leprechauns in 1888. Oh, And he basically said that the leprechaun was not a professional cobbler, but was frequently seen mending his own shoes because he runs about so much he wears them out. Oh. Um. And this, he claims, is the perfect opportunity for a human being to capture the leprechaun when he's stopped to... Fix his shoes. Fix his shoes. Um, so there is a song called King of the Fairies. Don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's been performed by such famed Irish ensembles mm-hmm. as the Dubliners mm-hmm. and the Irish Rovers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a much older... I'm like, are you going to do um, a little rendition for us? I uh, actually haven't listened to it. Wow. Well. <laughs> That's very tired. Um, I was very tired. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should have probably done that. Um, anyway, so the tune is said to come from, like, has older no, origins. Yeah. From the 18th century. Um, from a Jacobite tune. Oh, Yeah. Um, called Bonnie Charlie. That sounds familiar for some reason, but maybe it's just the word Bonnie. Oh, Bonnie. I, I've talked about Bonnie Prince Charlie a few times. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. going to be it. Um, Not in the podcast, just in general just life. Just in general life. I, I <laughs> she like, loves them Jacobites. That's like the big, that's the big battle of, uh, uh, I was going to say the battle of Coo it's not Coo <laughs> <laughs> It's the one in Scotland. The Boyne. Oh no. No, the one in the Scotland. The Jacobite one. Well, that one would have been, that was Jacobites and the Williamites. So, yeah, it would have been. But uh, one of the other battles is in, I don't even know if it was, it was in Scotland. It was one of the places we were supposed to visit, but we didn't visit. Culloden. Oh. Battle in Culloden. That sounds familiar, yeah. Um, anyway, so the song Bonnie Charlie celebrates this, the rebellious, he's a rebellious Scottish prince. Um, and there's a British version of the song Kong called King William of Orange. That'd be the Williamites. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they're the ones that would be in the other one. Um, but anyway, this song is said to call leprechauns, summon them. Oh! If you play the song three times, their leprechaun will appear. Oh, God. So, maybe we'll give that a go now after. I don't like saying anything three times in case that, you know, remember that scary thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a couple of stories about the oh, leprechauns. Very good. Um, the earliest known reference to leprechauns. Ages ago. This, um, I actually don't have a date, not going to lie. But it's from the saga of Fergus MacLetty. Um, he encounters these water spirits called Lucropane, or Little Bodies, oh. as they're called there, um, who drag Fergus into the sea while he's asleep. 
but the cold water wakes him and then he like seizes them and in exchange for their freedom uh, they grant him three wishes <gasps> um, one of which is to gain the ability to breathe underwater that's a cool I mean it's a very random wish like what's he up to down there like what's he want to do it's <laughs> like it's not a wish I would think I would really I know you, I Given know yeah, your mate, love of I don't think it would come to my mind no well but the thing is he was in the water maybe fighting for his life so he was like oh if I can breathe underwater then I don't need to be as oh that's fair yeah you oh know. in that situation yeah, yeah he's you know water, so. yeah anyway so he gets this ability to breathe underwater and but the and it can work in any water except for one place called Loch Rudrug, mm-hmm. which is Dundrum Bay in Ulster. They have a Dundrum up there. They do, <laughs> and I actually knew that because I used to row against them. Oh. Uh, he attempts to swim there anyway for the crack. Like, oh, one place I can't go. Do you know what I'll do? I'll go there. Well, I mean, you don't need to breathe underwater to swim. It's very true. <laughs> I don't mean to be poking holes even um, though it seems like I am uh, so he encounters a sea monster called Mordress so they murderous mm-hmm. and his face is permanently contorted in terror and this disfigurement would disqualify him from the kingship uh, but the Ultraman don't want to depose him so they ban mirrors from his presence so he'll never learn of his deformity. Hilarious. Oh my god. <laughs> so, I feel like this is so elaborate. <laughs> like a Don't let him see himself. So seven years later he was he's a bit of a dickhead actually because he's whipping a servant girl because she like done, probably dropped a fork or something. Yeah. Um, and she gets real angry and then tells him the truth. Oh, so imagine that. Like, imagine getting around. Yeah, well, you're real ugly. <laughs> you're yeah, real your ugly. face is gross. You're, you're real ugly, but we hid all the shiny things so you wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> um, so he re- Fergus then returns to Loch Rudrig, uh in search of the sea monster and after a two-day battle that turns the sea red with blood, he kills it before dying of exhaustion. And what's the point? Oh, is that just to get revenge? Yeah, probably. Like it wouldn't like reverse his face mm. or anything, no. Now, you might have heard this case. So another kind of, so I said Fergus MacLetty is also can be called Fergus MacLeda. Or Leda. Uh, and he is mentioned in a little movie mm. of Darby O'Gill. Oh, very. Oh, and the little people. Jesus. If anyone has seen it, should watch it. It's got banshees and everything in it. Uh, and and leprechauns. And in it, the king... Uh, Leprechaun King Brian Connors apparently is like Leprechaun King's name actually I don't think I ever knew his name no he's Almost like such just, just an ordinary yeah <laughs> like I think it's gonna be like King Lucky Charms or something <laughs> the name's Lucky Lucky Charms <laughs> uh, he surrounds himself with relics re- relics relics of the legendary Irish royalty declaring the throne he sits upon of that of Fergus MacLeda, okay. though he calls him Fergus uh, uh, the High King of Ireland, but he was actually just the High King of Ulster. All right, so a little tie in there. He's up. He's he gets mentioned again here now. In a minute. Okay, and I've got another story of a leprechaun called Lubdan. I think there's actually you know that really creepy leprechaun movie. Mm, 
modernish. Yeah. yeah. Where I the think, leprechaun's like a serial killer or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think he's the one that's based on, or mm. that's his name. Or because when I was looking him up, I kept seeing pictures. Of oh, the you're like, get away! I say, I don't want that I don't one. Want, I don't want to look at this. I'm scared. So he, uh, he is the fairy king of Ulster, and he's described as having. Uh, a, dim- a diminutive stature, of course, and is also known for being extremely boastful. Sounds about right. Uh, he was the leader of the tiny people known as the Phelan, also known as the Wee Folk, who were apparently only a few inches tall. And he had a fairy queen called Bebo. Uh, <laughs> because the Phelan were so small, they believed that the population of Ireland were actually giants. Oh, yeah. So they didn't realise they were small. I mean... Really, perspective. Like, who's right? That's very know, true. It, very true. Yeah. So anyway, he's boasting away, saying, "Oh, I'm class," basically. Uh, and one of the poets in his court became real annoyed with him. Basically, he was like, "Shut up, you!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "There's, you know, there's a, a king of Ulster, a giant king of Ulster, uh, and they have uh, this delicious food called porridge up there." Any messing? No. I mean, it's nice, but I don't know if I'd be, like, starting a war over it. Uh, and then your man, so because he was so ar- arrogant and to prove his greatness. Oh, so this is it. Yeah, Fergus MacLeader was the, is King of Ulster. This is the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. The guy who gets, yeah, brought into the sea and disfigured yeah. face. So he's, this is the King of Ulster then. Um, and he goes up with his wife, um. And basically he's like, I bet you I can break into his house and eat his porridge and he won't even know it. Oh. So that's his plan. So he goes up to the I don't know, upper giant world. Reminds me a little bit of Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Uh, and he basically, it doesn't go very well. Oh. They become trapped and they fall into the giant ball of porridge. Oh no. <laughs> Imagine being... <laughs> Trapped in a giant <laughs> uh, Then the giants took the pair to Fergus. So I guess his cooks probably saw them or something. Mm. And and they have Fergus held them as prisoners, and he eventually released them in exchange for the fairy king's prized possessions. Possession, possession. Can't speak. Just the one. Just the one. Yeah. Which was a, a pair of magical shoes oh, that al- shoes. allowed the wearer to walk on water. Hmm, <gasps> a lot of connections. A lot of Ishka there now. A lot of Ishka, yeah. Yeah, so what's his crack with the water? What's to mean? That's to mean. What's he wants to do with the water? Like, does he want to conquer it? Conquer the sea or something? Probably. Or was he trying to? Did he get this now? Was he already ugly and he wanted to walk on water <laughs> <laughs> so he could beat the monster? Or oh, you mean, did you think this tale kind of happens in, in between the, the other tale? Yeah, it could, it could yeah. have. Definitely wouldn't be before now because if, if the, the lads dragged him in. Yeah, if he was able to walk on water, he probably wouldn't be arsed to breathe under it. Exactly. Yeah. So it must have happened in, in the in, midst in, of this. In between, yeah. Um. That's my stories about leprechauns. There, there they are now. They're little tricksters. If you ever... That was a real abrupt ending. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I wanted to touch on the little lads the little there lads. now. I enjoyed that. I'm sure there's plenty more of like, I'd love to know some kind of, you know, personal leprechaun stories. Mm. You know? Yeah. Some personal encounters. Mm. Or like, you know the one where you, you touched on, are you doing with the baby? Does it not get robbed by leprechauns? Or who robs the baby? That was by fairies. Oh, fairies. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, some people would say that they're one and the same. Yeah. I feel like fairies are more magical. Yeah. That they have magic. Mm. As opposed to grant wishes. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. And that's that's it now. That's it. That's it for the season. This this is the last episode. Can you imagine that? Uh, for those of you who are still here, thank you for being with us for two whole seasons of Folk Legends. That's, I'm going to say 30 episodes, but I might need to fact check that. Uh, yeah. Is it 30 episodes? Yeah, 15 and 15. Our 30th episode. Oh, gosh. Uh, so yeah, thank you for coming on the journey. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Have you now? Yeah. Me too. Have you not? Had a great time. Had a great time. So we'll be back whenever we're back. I'm going to say we'll be back in the Imbolg, I'd say. Oh, yeah. I'd hazard a guess. That's when we'll be back. Pretty much as hell, yeah. Jesus, she's, she's wrecked. Actually, I think I'm going to be very sad, actually, now. I know. I'm a bit kind of like, what do we do now? Probably have to, like, hang out with each other and talk about normal things. Unlikely. I'm also like, we're going to have to be careful not to accidentally tell each other any cool facts and oh, save, save them all up. All, save up some cool facts for the next season. Um, and it can only get better. It can only get better. So... Thanks very much for joining us. Share us, like us, uh, follow us on the internet. Follow us on the internet. And have a great Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Solstice. Happy Um, Yuletide. Happy Yuletide. Um, Nullig Shonaditch. Nullig Shonaditch, And yeah, I'm like, winter is here, but soon the days will get brighter and... We're heading into a grand stretch time. Hey. Well, I mean, in two days, two, two or three days time, we can oh, start. Oh, there'll be a grand stretch. We can day. start pretending that it's starting to get a bit brighter. Oh. <laughs> I always notice it way more, like after the winter solstice, how it gets brighter earlier. Way more than you notice it getting darker earlier. Oh, no. I oh. notice it getting darker earlier loads. Like there, it always there. always hits a time in August where I'm, where it's like eight pm and I'm like, oh my god, it's getting dark. Oh, and I'm like, and I get real stressed and I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be winter time soon and I don't know what to do. So I'm probably asleep by then anyway. Yeah, so oh, we don't god. notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for like when you finish work and it's bright outside. Oh yeah, that's fair. Oh yeah, I'm always real. The first day that happens is so exciting. Um, but anyway, so. When, if you work roughly 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, watch out for the day that you finish work and it's bright outside. And then open up your ear holes because we might be there. We've been Fucking Legends. Bye. Bye.